Hello, guys and girls, and welcome back to Becoming the Trader podcast. So very excited for this episode. So join with me, another student of Falcon, Mr. Toby Redding. So a little bit of a background on Toby. So Toby transitioned into the Falcon style. I wouldn't say recently, but over the over the months, and he's been in trading for a while. So he's well equipped with you know trading as a whole, and I think he's going to be able to give you some real insights into lots of things such as ego, ego in the market, lots of things that actually holds people back. And I'm confident you're going to take tons of value from where Toby is in his journey right now. And it'd be awesome that we can you know, see where he's at in the next six months and see his progression. So excited to get into it. Toby, how's it going your own, dude? Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, as you said, just really excited to, to dig into some of this stuff today. And, and I just want to thank you again for um, giving me the opportunity to come on. No, you're welcome. I've, I've been excited to have you on for a while. You know, I've, I've, Toby, I've known you personally for a while, right? So it was uh, awesome to see that you come over and, you know, transitioned into the style. And I already had an inkling, right, uh, from, from the very beginning. I already knew you had a, a decent mindset. You understood that this is the long game. And even kind of transitioning to a different style, it's not always going to be a smooth transition. I think people have that kind of misconception that it's just going to be easy. And I thought this would be a good point to actually start in the podcast before we get into the other parts that's some really interesting points just a bit of a background for people that you know don't know you or are not in the falcon community what's your sort of experience in trading so far when you started uh so yeah i've been trading now for uh, around about four years and um full time for six months now so i went full time at the beginning of this year um and as you said i joined falcon fairly recently it was late 2018 i joined and I transitioned from uh, a more support and resistance uh, EMA based style to Falcon. Nice, nice. And 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 going into that, how did you find that transition? Because I'm sure you've probably got messages, right, of thinking that it's just going to be smooth. And this is not to deter anyone, by the way. But <laughs> you you thought it was just going to be easy. What what are the truths behind the struggles, and what happened for you? What changed? You know, you mentioned to me about ego and things like that. I'd be keen to get into that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad you asked that as well because I think it's, it's 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 definitely good to bring some level of transparency and and for anyone that is seeing a little bit of difficulty, you know, they can relate. And personally, for me, the transition has been it's been such an interesting experience and you know one that I'm really really grateful for because um, it's really opened my eyes to some of the um, areas that I need to improve on as a trader um, and and some of the weaknesses. And to, to give an example of that, um, you know, like earlier you were talking about ego. Um, when I first began transitioning, when I look back to that now, I realized that, you know, I was, I was kind of operating from, from a place of uh, ego, really. And I didn't know it at the time, but because I'd, I was transitioning from a style that, you know, I'd seen some level of success with, part of me, I think, subconsciously felt like I had a rite of passage, you know, to see success straight away with this style. Mm-hmm. And um, as you can imagine, <laughs> that in itself was a bit of a recipe for disaster. And, um, you know, I... I was humbled quite quickly um, and, it, and it's only when I, you know, I sort of identified that after a couple of months that I was feeling disappointed and discouraged and I was thinking, why do I feel this way? You know, it's been a couple of months. I need to be more patient with myself. And, um, and yeah, I, it's just about, you know, realizing the market and universe, they don't, doesn't owe you anything, you know? Mm. Um, and so that was a, that was a big lesson for me because at the time I really thought I was approaching everything with the right mindset. Um, it's only after a couple of months that I realized, you know, that I could have definitely been, a much better student. I could have been far more open-minded. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm really loving the transition and I don't regret it one bit, but yeah, it's definitely not been without its challenges. Um, and I think people need to be aware of that. No, I, I completely agree. And I, and, I, and I love that that you've always, you've come to that awareness and touching on that. At what point did you, did you think that, right, 
I need to get my ego. I need to get my ego out of this now. Was there was there a day or like a week or um, was it a trade that happened? Was there anything that kind of came to you and thought, right, let's just uh, let's go back to being the student here and, and forget about what I know previously? Um, I'm not sure if it was an exact moment. I think it was around uh, the end of Q1 um, is when all the frustration started to boil up a little bit. Um, like I said, I joined late 2018. I kind of gave myself. Uh, the six weeks left of 2018 to really get into the content and stuff. And then when I really got into the market, um, um, I think January I was around about break even in February and March. Um, I was in a small drawdown and because obviously I'd gone full time at that point as well. And I'd come from a style where I was, you know, seeing sort of six to 7% a month. It really hit me. And it was kind of like, you know, do I sit around and just be miserable when, you know, and be like, oh, why am I not hitting these results? Um, or do I really focus on the reason behind it? And that's kind of what I wasn't doing. I was kind of waiting for the results to come, but without really giving a hundred percent, you know, and, and for me, I review um, a lot, you know, I view my trades and, and decisions I've made and emotions that I feel throughout the trading week and months. And it became quite consistent. You know, I would get annoyed if trades didn't go my way, which, which was not something that I used to do. I used to get frustrated and annoyed at myself and that then kind of had a roll on effect to the other trades I was taking. And it kind of got to a point where I think I'd, I'd met up with another Falcon member and I was like, I need to, I really need to get my head in the game here. Like I'm really sort of, I'm getting far too emotional about things. And that's when I kind of realized, you know, it's just my ego. <laughs> why mm. am I trying to, why am I trying to rush? Why do I feel like I should be at this point now? You know what, you know, haven't, you know, it's almost like I, I felt like I'd earned it already when I knew I hadn't. So it was at that point where I was like, okay, I need to go back and do it's, it's little things to give an example, like the three step process and things mm. like that. I wasn't really doing it. Um, and it's not like I was consciously not doing it. I was just kind of like watch it once and then maybe a little bit again and oh, okay, I know that now and I'd move on. And it's those kind of almost um, unconscious egotistical decisions that caused, you know, my results to, to sort of be ne- negatively affected. See, see, that's it. That, that Toby, that fascinates me so much because like you've got the self-awareness, which I think is brilliant to be able to bring that to the forefront and realize when that's happening, because, you know, you could have been a year down the line to realize that. And isn't it a scary thought to when you do realize it and think, oh, wow, like I, I just saved myself a lot of time because I would have been stuck in this mindset and then gone into a deeper, darker hole where you almost feel entitled to be consistent because you've seen a level of success somewhere else. And this is where I find that the majority of people's issues is, is sometimes not even work ethic. Cause I believe that even in the Falcon community, like people work their ass off. Like there's no doubt about that, but their ego is still there and they cannot see it. They cannot yeah. see it. it's right there in front of them. They don't realize it. And it's just those egotistical, tiny, subtle decisions of, you know, um, oh, have you watched, uh, have you watched that bit of content? You've done that. Oh no, no, no. Oh, I know that now. Like it's, yeah. that. it's just that right there. I know that now, but like when you think you know it, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you, you, when you started, even the first three or four times I heard you say that it didn't quite click. And, and I used to say it to other people, which was, you know, it's quite, it's ridiculous. Really. I used to be like, you know, you make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. And I'd be like, hang on a minute. You know, maybe I'm not doing this to the best of my ability. You know, I'm trying to give advice to others and I'm not taking that advice myself. Um, and, and something that really helped me as well was, you know, we have regular meetups and, and things with, with Falcon members and I kind of was looking at what they were doing and the work they were putting in and, you know, they would kind of, um, I'd kind of talk through the, the, the challenges and struggles and, and they kind of helped me to identify what kind of stage I was in, you know, and, and one thing I was always 
I always found myself doing is talk about um, results I'd had before. Do you know what I mean? So I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, in this year I had... And I was thinking, why do I keep referring back to that? Like, that's, you know, that's how I want to be judged. You know, it, it, for me, it was just, I needed to just be completely transparent, drop the ego, you know, talk about the struggles, talk about the issues and then work through it with people, you know, because everyone's got them. You know, it's easy to talk about wins and talk about all these different things, but it takes far more courage to talk about the losses and the challenges um, and the struggles. And, and everyone relates to that more. And that's kind of how you grow. hundred percent. There's so much strength in vulnerability. You know, and I've seen it, you know, and I won't mention some, some names, but, you know, I know people that have come over to the Falcon style and uh, had their ego involved for a long, long time. And as soon as they stripped it back, they've gone on to hit some crazy, crazy figures that they didn't even believe were possible. Not realizing that all that, all that time, it was just ego because they already had a consistent mindset. They'd already learned consistency, the right traits, like you say, with your journaling, all of these good habits, like you've already got that that you wouldn't have been successful otherwise. It doesn't matter about the percentage or anything like that, but I mean, you wouldn't have got the consistency without those good processes in the first place. So you're already there in terms of the mindset. You know, you're floating around the right place where you need to be to break through the consistency. When you bring that over, it's like, well, I've got to learn some more stuff. So you you just feel like it has to happen quick. But then you ask yourself those questions. What rush am I in? Who am I trying to impress? And nobody cares. Now, am I going to think about this in, you know, in five years' time, when you're achieving all of the goals, I'm confident you're just going to keep smashing your goals. In five years' time, you're not going to look back and think, ah, oh, you know, I wanted it to happen in, you know, November, and it didn't happen until March the year later. Like, you're not going to care about that. All you're going to see is the goals that you achieve and the goals that you tick off. And I, and I think just touching on how you kind of broke through. So you've had, you've had a bit of consistency now with the, the Falcon style for is it two months, three months? Yeah, so... Um to, to, to go back to the beginning of the year, so I had I sort of struggled in Q1. Um, I sort of came out of that with a small drawdown. Um, and then that's when I kind of identified these different things and really started putting the work in. And then I sort of moved to a, to a break-even um, phase where I was going a bit back and forward. Still, you know, I still felt like I wanted to, uh, I had a lot to improve on. Um, and then I really um, started honing in on sort of high probability trades and just really refining. Because even when I looked at my trading plan, I'd, I'd written a trading plan the first couple of months and I was looking at it. And I was like, I haven't referred to this in three weeks. You know, mm. like I'd had the trading plan almost for the sake of just having a trading plan. So what I did is, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I drew all of my go-to setups on post-it notes and I put it all along my monitor. And every time there was a setup that, you know, part of me was like, oh, that looks like a setup. I'm like, okay, does it match any of these? You know, what, you know, what phase are we in? What, stru- what structure are we looking at? Um, and that, that really helped me then to start... Um, getting away from the, the real crappy trades and, and the low probability trades that I found myself in. Um, and then, then I started to, to move a little bit more into, into profit. So yeah, sort of the last two or three months I've been in the green. Um, I'm not sort of anywhere near where I want to be, but now I really feel like I've got that, that platform and the, the momentum to really push on now and, and achieve the results you know, that I joined Falcon to achieve. And yeah, it's taken me a little bit longer than I thought, but I've become comfortable with that now. You know, I've, I'm not in any rush. Um, I think at the beginning it was like I wanted to prove to myself I could do it really quickly and, and others and you know I saw everyone else hitting these huge numbers and I wanted to be part of it but you know everyone's got their own journey and I've realized that now um, after speaking to you know many many other members everyone's going to get there at a different time but you know if you if you keep persisting you know you will you'll have your time eventually 
Oh, I love that. Love that. You know, persistent to succeed. It's, it's, it's not always going to happen on your time. And, you know, nobody can tell you exactly when it's going to happen. The same way no one can tell you the exact sequence of your wins and losses. You know, that part is just unknown and you have to be comfortable with not knowing that. But I think what I, I love about what, what you're doing there, two things, what you're doing there, which I notice is firstly asking really good questions that might seem obvious, but what you are by you, you're kind of doubling up in one part because you're drawing it out on post-it notes. So naturally your subconscious is going to keep you training that like a muscle, like a bicep curl for the brain because you're seeing it over and over and over again. And what that's doing is it's forcing you to ask good questions because you're referring to it, looking at it, taking the mental image of it again. You've already drawn it out and you've probably drawn it out multiple times seeing that again and saying, is that a good trade? Is that a high probability trade? Uh, does this look like this? Does that satisfy that criteria? Nope. So even just subconsciously, you're just asking incredible questions that filters out you know, those crappy trades. So you're doing two things. And then what does that become? It becomes a process. And this is what I always go back to. The great traders have, and they find it, whether it's whether they do it consciously or not, they find a process that works to either filter out trades, journal better, track things better, all of these kind of things. And I think what you're figuring out now is your, your own little process that's working for you. And then naturally you'll look back, let's say at the end of the year, and we'll probably have a conversation then of seeing the consistency and say, well, what would you, what would you name it down to? I can guarantee you're going to name it down to, you know, these small little things. Is there anything else that let's say to a struggling trader, whether they're in Falcon or not, right? That you would say, right, you know, focus on this, any words of advice from your experience to get them focusing on their own lane and focusing on their own journey without kind of comparing. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things really, um, in terms of the comparing yourself to others, you know, social media really doesn't help with that. Um, I've definitely been, um, I've definitely struggled with that, you know, looking at other people's stories of trades they're in and then doubt on my own decisions. So firstly, just a quick one. Um, any, you know, if, if you're brand new to the market and you're learning, let's say you're learning the Falcon style, everyone's going to have a slightly different approach to the way they try, trade the Falcon style. So what I would do is I'd stay off social media, you know, look at different trades and things and just and try and build your own personality with the style. Otherwise, you know, for me personally, um, I was very, very conservative um, when I moved across and that sort of came into my trading. Um, and so for me, it's not, uh, and I listened to, to, to Josh's podcast on, on Monday and, you know, he talks about how he was trigger happy. Mm-hmm. I was the opposite to that. You know, I was, I was always hesitant. And so when I came into Falcon, it wasn't an issue of taking too many trades. It was not taking enough. I'm not yeah. Exactly. So the thing is, if I was looking at, you know, this, you know Josh's story or, or different other people's stories, you know, I might think, oh, I'm being far too patient or, you know, far, I'm, I'm, I'm being far too hesitant. Well, not really, you know, because it's your own personality with the style. So, you know, just because you trade the same style as someone doesn't mean you're going to take exactly the same trades um, and, and, and look, at the, look at the market in exactly the same way. So first of all, I would say, you know, just um, try and sort of limit the amount of information that's coming in from, you know, external um, sources, really. And, and that will really help you to focus. Um, yeah, I, 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 really, I really love that, Toby. Do you know why? Because when it comes to things like that, I believe the truest edge that you can have in trading as a whole is your ability to stick to your style that's congruent with your personality, right? That's the most important thing. So for example, you could emulate somebody's style. You could look at Josh's style, for example, you know, a little bit more aggressive works for him very, very well. An incredible trader. Yeah. And, and you, and you could almost copy that like, uh, like amount of trades for whatever reason, or like almost word for word and then start seeing similar type of results. But your, your real personality will kick in and say, this feels uncomfortable. This is, uh, this is not how I want to trade. I'm not comfortable trading in this on bigger capital. So there's no scalability. There's no sustainability. So you might be able to 
do that for a while, but then you'll always go back to yourself and then there will always be an inconsistency longer term. So yeah. what, what people don't realize is that, yes, you can go and do that and try and copy someone else in Falcon's more aggressive and try and get the same results because you're just looking at the same numbers. But your truest edge is you sticking to yourself. And if that means that, you know, in the future that you hit a conservative 8, 9, 10, or 12 or 15% per month on average, rather than aiming for these 40, 50% months that uh, they're possible, don't get me wrong, but trying to aim for that, well, do you not think you're going to be better off in the long run for the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years hitting that consistent figure, taking on capital? You're not going to worry about, you know, someone down in, in the strategy that's hitting 40% and 37% because that's not your personality. And the only way you would worry about that is greed. That's the only way because you're thinking, I want a piece of that. Well, if he's yeah, getting, exactly. you know, 30%, I want, why am I not getting 27% at least? You know, it's the greed, the greed that kicks in. Remember, if you're consistent in the first place, you've just acquired such a powerful skill for yourself longer term to provide for your family, you know, not have to go back to work. Like there's so many benefits for you to be yourself. And that's what I personally love as a, you know, as a, as a mentor at Falcon. What I love about it is that I know people get to be themselves. And I think what I've seen in the industry, you know, being in it for 10 years now from when I first started learning, you know, people just try way too hard to copy a style that just doesn't suit the personality where what I feel like I kind of discovered, if you like, and built and, you know, evolved is a strategy that actually caters for whatever personality you have. So it's, it's not a one size fits all in that sense, but more so that you're going to find your style that's good to you. And I know people can achieve consistency. You know, the recent, recent survey results are insane. Just like seeing that blows my mind. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to see. Yeah. It's about, it's a lot to do with sort of self-awareness as well. And, um, you know, to, to give it a, a more practical example, um, in terms of the style, like I found myself taking a lot of losses on, um, third touch, uh, reversal structures right mm -hmm. at the top, you know, true risk entries. And I kept taking them and trying to study them. And I just didn't feel like they, f they fitted well with the way I like to trade. Mm -hmm. And then I watched a video by Jake, you know, where he talked about, he works for that first impulse, then that flag. And, and it just clicked for me then. And now, you know, as price is reaching that third touch, I'm not sat there thinking, Oh, do I need to take this trade? I'm waiting for that impulse, then the flag. And then I'm, then I'm into the trade from there. And that for me, just, you know, you're not even getting in that much later, but for me, it just feels far more natural with the way I like to trade. Mm. I know some guys like to get in right on the truest entry and that's absolutely fine. And some guys like to wait for it to completely break out and that's absolutely fine. But the important thing is, is having a way that you trade and being consistent with that, you know, not just not taking one and then taking the next one. Not, you can't do it like that. You know, we know our probabilities work and edges work. You have to be consistent with your own plan, but it's just making sure that your plan is your plan, you know, and it's and not, not somebody else's. Yeah. Littered with, yeah. You know, ideas and things from, from different people. Cause it, as you said, it might work short term, but long term you'll just sabotage yourself and you'll wonder why, why it's happening. Yeah. I, I completely agree. It's, it's the same way, you know, you, you have to take trades that are in your plan. Otherwise, you, the same way you can't play with that type of setup, like you said, like if you're if you don't like the the third touch risk entry, true risk entry, and you prefer to wait for the first impulse, and you know that, then that's fine, right? The moment that you know that, and then you take, you know, one of those trades, and then you just decide, oh, fear of missing out, it's on on this one, so I'm going to take this one that way, knowing full, full well it's not in your plan. That's like playing with the numbers. See, the same way you're playing with trades that are not in your plan. It's the same way if you like playing with numbers. It's like yeah. deciding on that trade. Oh, that one looks good. So I'm going to risk 3% on this one. Yeah, that one, the, looks, that one looks good. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter really, does it? You know, how it, how it looks. I think that's kind of something that I've struggled with as well. I'd be exactly. waiting. 
yeah, I'd be waiting for the impulse, but then I'd see, oh, that's a, that's a really nice retrace candle. That looks good, you know, but it's not in my plan. And if I take that trade and it doesn't play out, I'm going to kick myself and I'm going to be really annoyed at myself. But if I wait for what's in my plan and it doesn't play out, then it's just part of the, it's just part of the probabilities, um, you know, and it's that is having that sort of uh, discipline to, to see a setup that you, you, you think is going to go one way, but it's not in your plan and waiting for it to actually reach a, uh, a level where it is in your plan and then executing. Exactly. And that's what I think I really like about your, your approach is that you, you've really come to terms with that. You, you know where you want to go with the style and you're not, you're not forcing it. You're not rushing and trying to copy someone else. You're just, you're comfortable with like, right, I'm not in a rush. This is my journey. I'm dedicated to make the tweaks and I'm just going to keep progressing. And I'm seeing progression now by actually staying in my own lane and focusing on myself. You know, you be, you being full time, right? You've got, you've got all the time to kind of wake up at a midday and things like that, where the routine kind of go out of whack. How have you stayed disciplined? And um, is there anything that you do to have sort of routines that keep you focused and on track for the day? Um, I mean, the full time journey in itself has been an interesting one too, <laughs> and definitely not one without challenge. Um, I've always been fairly good at getting up early and, and different things like that. Um, but one thing that I wasn't really aware that was, was going to be a problem when I went full time was just general procrastination. And, um, you know, people always said to me, you know, structure your day, structure your day. But the advice I'd give to people is really structure your day. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what I did is I, I was really, really good at doing the forecasting and the back testing and these goals. And then with this other time, before I went full time, I wrote this whole list of other activities and things I wanted to do with my time and learn. And, but what I did is I made a, a, a vital mistake, which was I didn't implement that into the day to day goals and tasks. So I'd wake up, you know, uh, 6 a.m., I'd do my forecasting, I'd go to the gym, I'd come back, I'd do some back testing. Then I'd have like six hours free. And instead of having set chunks of time to do things, I just had this list of things I wanted to do. So, for example, I'd look at it and go, oh, you know, I said I wanted to do the piano, so let's do an hour of piano um, without really any structure. <laughs> and it, it really just, um, I'd really lose my momentum. You know, it would, it would get to like 1, 2 p.m. in the afternoon and I would genuinely feel just worn out. Where I'd been procrastinating and not focusing. Um, and that took me quite a long time to really, to get my head around. And now, you know, I'm, I, I really, really, really structure my day. And obviously there are going to be things that will come up and you can't help that. And you have to have a bit of flexibility, but just having task after task after task, like I'll even put in uh, bits of free time and, and lunch and different things like that. So I know exactly when to do things. And that might sound, you know, like I'm back at a job, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I'm spending my energy doing things that I love. And by putting them one after another, you, you create momentum through the day. And by the time it gets to the evening, you know, you, you feel really inspired. You're not looking back at the day and going, oh, I was really busy today, but I got nothing done. You know, I just felt busy, but I wasn't actually productive. You look back and you think, wow, I did this, 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 and this, and tomorrow I'm going to do this, this, this even better. Um, so that's a huge thing and, and getting those habits and things in really early. And just, if you're, if you're thinking about going full time, don't just, don't just plan, you know, really plan, really go into the detail of what you want to do and what you're going to be doing. Because I kind of had an idea and done a little bit of planning, but you know, with that free time, I, I, procrastination and, and lack of focus really start to creep in. Oh, I completely agree. It's so, so true. You know, you're almost like a caged animal. You let out the cage and you just do what you want <laughs> when you want, wake up when you want, you know, it's, uh, you stay up till four in the morning, wake up at midday. Like I know it, you know, I know what that feels like. So it's really about uh, time blocking help for me as well. 
So time block is huge. Yeah. Even like you incorporating things like it might sound silly incorporating a lunch, for example, but that gives you something to focus on. And if that structure is there, that encourages you to tick off your daily goals and tick off the things that you know you need to do to achieve your goals all rounded, then so be it. You found a way that works for you. At the end of the day, you don't have to ask when to go to the toilet. You, if you want to eat a little bit later, then you can. Like You're just creating a structure. I think that's the real message there. Create a structure that works for you and know when you're doing it because you can have a list of things, like seven things for a day, five things for a day. Look at that and think, and I've done it as well, where you know, look at it and think, oh, that's cool. These are good goals. And then you know, it's 3 p.m. None of them are done. Yeah. Why, why are they not done? They're, they're, well, they're on the list. You know, I've still got the rest of the day. You're not going to get it done you, because you don't know when you're going to do it. And that's why time blocking and knowing strategically, going back to what you said, really planning your day is so, so important. You need to know, you know, four o'clock, I'm going to do my back testing session and stick to it. Or at five o'clock, I'm going to the gym or 11 a.m. I'm going to the gym for now and I'm doing a push and pull workout or whatever it may be. I think that is the, the key thing to when you suddenly get the freedom, because a lot of you, you will break through, you will be full time and you're going to kind of sit there and think, right. Yeah. So getting up at 5 a.m., uh, I'm going to have this perfect routine. And then you're going to think you won't procrastinate because you will. I've seen so many people do it. I've done it. Everybody does it. So I think, uh, no, I think that's great to have a really structured routine. I think they're going to take a lot of value from that. Um, touch on Toby. You know, I know there's a few questions that you, or a question you wanted to ask my, I asked myself. Yes, there was actually, if you've got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So, um, I just want to ask if, you know, when you were, when you started trading, did you always eventually want to do coaching alongside? Um, and the reason I asked that is I feel like, and, and if so, when, when did you actually realize that? And the reason I want to ask that is because I feel like as traders, we're always learning and improving. And I'm always, sometimes I think, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing really, really well. And then something sets me back. And at what point do you kind of feel like, um, qualified is not the word, but when do you feel like you're ready and, you know, to, to start coaching others and, and to start doing that more professionally rather than just on the side? I, th I think it's a good question, really, because it, the honest answer is that that wasn't in the forefront of my mind, right? Like, you know, if you were to ask me four years ago, I would have said no. I would have just said no way, zero interest, because I already had a, another pathway of, you know, trading, using that capital to then invest into property. And the reason why I loved that, and that's obviously something I still do anyway, but the reason why I loved that, because I knew I had a pathway to generate capital and then use that capital to make more capital and be low key. That was the key thing, low key, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. I'm not flashy. It's just not me. And knowing that I would, I didn't, I would never want to put myself in the center of attention to want to do something like that. So for me back then it was like, yeah, that'll be nice, but you know, not really interested in that. Already have the asset, already know the skill set, can build that, take on more investment, use that money to develop into that. Perfect. Got the pathway. Don't need to know. I'm the kind of person, you know, live out in the sticks. You won't know who I am. I've got a big house, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, 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 I'd rather that. Right? <laughs> so I'd, I'd, I'd rather that. And that was kind of my pathway, my mindset. But then naturally, you know, I've always been the type of person that I, I like helping people. I like, yeah. I like giving people, you know, I was always big on goal setting and things like that. And I'd have conversations with people. And they would say, like, I really feel like my life's not on track. I just, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And I would just give them a few tips. It's like, right, like, all I want you to do is write out, you know, three things you want to do, be and have for the next six months or next three months, kind of give them like little stepping stones and say, come back to me in three months. Let me know how you get on. Um, I'll even help you write out. We'll go for a coffee. Like, these are like friends that I know and stuff. And I would sit there with them and they would feel so weird about thinking they're writing out the girls. are like, yeah, do it. Like, if you're serious, like I'm successful, I'm telling you this is what I do. 
So if you want to do it, do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of my way. I'm, you know, having a coffee with you to help you figure out your own goals. So like, don't waste my time sort of thing. And then they would do them and I would, and I would see the level, I would see that they would like feel transformed. You know, like when you can see in someone that they're, 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 they're different. There's something, there's like a glow about them. There's some energy about them where they feel like I can actually take control of my life right now. That was infectious for me because I realized all of these things I thought that were just obvious, you know, I thought that everybody knows this, you know, structure your day, subconscious mind, affirmations, like monitor your inner dialogue. You know, I know people have read them in books, but they didn't fully grasp the practicality of how I do it. And then I started seeing some crazy, crazy success in people's, you know, transformations. And then naturally those people would reach out to me. A lot of them were interested in trading already, trading different styles. And they would say, oh, how are you getting on? How do you do this? I'm like, well, I've learned lots of different styles. Some good, I've learned some good things from lots of different people. Um, but this is my style that I always gravitate towards. This is, you know, the simplicity. I love it. It's what's comfortable for me. I've adapted it over the years and I always go back to it. So this is what I love the most. And then I would help them out with little things and they would show me their traits. And I remember this one, with the, the moment they clicked for me, I remember Montreal, uh, going over someone's trade. He took it on Aussie dollar. He took a trade in Aussie dollar and it was a typical trade where he got, the entry was actually quite good. He was running at like 9% and he let it pull back to like something like 1% and then got taken out for break even. And I thought, how? Because, because, <laughs> because I saw it. I saw like the big channel. I saw the change in structure. Obviously, I'm looking at it completely differently. And I'm looking at the pattern and think, why? Why? And I'm getting frustrated thinking, why have you not closed that down? Why? Like the market showed you way before that you need to close that trade down. He's like, what do you mean? I said, look at this channel. And I showed him. He's like, ah, I'm thinking, what? This is obvious. And do you not know what charting patterns are? And at this point, you know, he's like, what's a, I remember it cracked me up. He said, what's a, I said, it's just a bear flag. After the, um, after that descending channel, it created a bear flag. Then it pushed up, created a bull flag. He went, what's a bull flag? I said, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What's a bull flag? Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, when I was 18, when I first started learning stocks, patterns were something I incorporated straight away. As you saw in that uh, thing that I brought yeah. to conference, you know, so patterns have been part of my training for years and these things were re really obvious. And I didn't realize I'd picked up all these different things from different styles made it my own stripped back all the clutter and the emas and indicators that i thought that you know you just don't need or they hold you back and then i found that style and then people started resonating with that and for the first time ever and i, I knew lots of people that were struggling they had that moment where they feel like oh this is possible now i could sense the belief in them that they believe that they can do that now that was infectious for me and then you know when you're getting hammered left right and center can you do this on a weekly thing can you just share us what you're looking at for the week i realized that this is actually i love helping people that's just a natural well you know me like it's a natural thing you either you either genuinely like to see people succeed or you don't like you either see it as a business or you see it as both you know that you can really you know take someone's life and transform it and that to me is the best feeling in the world when i've seen so many hundreds of people do it now so it was an, it was a natural progression rather than like, right, I'm going to then, I'm going to do this and I'm going to coach and I'm going to start this. Like, no, not at all. You know, if you are like my type of personality, that doesn't fit. But I, I weighed up. I thought, well, I can kind of be a recluse and just become successful because I already am and I will anyway, or I can actually change people's lives yeah. and I can have a bit of a, I can have a legacy. I can have something that I can actually see that I'm doing good for the world because this is the moment that clicked for me, Toby. I had a business that was, you know, Silk Roads. I was selling, you know, um, high-end silk ties and pocket squares and things like that. But I wasn't truly passionate about it. The business side in me, that was what I was, why I was doing it. But then I thought, does this, you know, if someone buys a silk pocket square, is it going to change their life? No, it's not. You know, it's just a product. And I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do a business that doesn't actually give someone a benefit to their life. 
And that was when this came to me and I thought, no, this is good because I'm doing something that builds something that's a legacy that gets to change people's lives all over the world. And anything that I do, even my book, right? Even the goal setting book. And the reason why I wrote the book is to help people, you know, that's not like a huge money maker for what everybody thinks. You know? I've still actually got, I've, I've had a hundred books in my, you know, in my house for, for a long, long time, but I was that focused on, I'd be, you know, trying to flog them left, right and center. But it's because I know that that, that's going to help people. It's going to change their lives. So anything that I do is now about how can it benefit the world in that sense. And that's a, that's a hard, I came to that realization. I know this is a bit of a long winded answer, but it's the, it's the true side of it. That was to me that made it feel the most authentic. And I thought, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm doing people a disservice if I'm not mentoring them because I know what this game's like. Yeah. And I know that people, are, it's, it's tarnished, it's toxic and people are just after vulnerable people where like, if people say to me things like, you know, I've got my last uh, 300 pounds. Do you think I've signed up to Falcon? I'm like, no, but I could, I could DM them and say, yeah, you know, sign up, you know, I, I turn them, you can see hundreds of hundreds, I turn them away because I'm, I'm just interested in people that are willing to succeed. They have the, the finance involved to actually invest in themselves, the people that want to change their life. And I, and I love that. So for me, I absolutely love it. And, you know, even seeing people like yourself, I've known you for a while. So, uh, I, was, I was so happy when you joined, not because you joined, just because I knew what community you was going to be part of. And I just knew that you already had the characteristics to flourish. I didn't know when, but I, I just know that you're going to do it, mate. And it's uh, great to see. Yeah, I, I love that answer. And, you know, I, I love sort of how authentic it is in the sense that, you know, you were focused on becoming a good trader and a better trader before, you know, you started to, to then bring others up. And I think sometimes people confuse it with they're so is so in a rush to become a successful trader so they can make money by from coaching of course you know? and i think it that's what separates um, um falcon and, and the falcon community is the sense that you know i i've known you from you know way back so for mm. me it wasn't it was never a did did i trust you or anything like that it was you know it was a no-brainer um for me and and i just want to say thanks again for for, for having me on the podcast and thanks for sort of just falcon in general really you know i've learned so much and i, and I continue to learn so much so yeah. No, no, I appreciate it. Well, again, Toby, I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and all the insights you shared. You know, some of these things might seem obvious to you, these, you know, write, writing on the post-it notes and asking these good questions, but they're actually not. And I know that tons and tons of people, especially in the Falcon community, they're going to take tons of value away from all of these little tips. So excited to see your journey prosper and just grow. And yeah, excited to see your meetups and things like that. And what would be actually great, especially because, you know, you've just broken through the consistency. You know, it, we, we know it's not always going to be a smooth ride. There can be months where you can still be at break even and then grow and make other tweaks. I would love that whether it's in three months, six months, whatever time frame, to kind of revisit, see where you are and see anything that you've learned and provide value. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'd love to do that because what I really want to do is just to continue to sort of bring the transparency and you know, and I think when people are looking from, you know, that want to join Falcon or that are in Falcon and struggling, seeing someone else who's dealing with that, it, it just helps. And I think that for me is what separates um, the, the, the community is, is the, the level of transparency. And I want to sort of continue to bring that. So yeah, I'd absolutely love to come back on and, and talk about anything that sort of happened since then and how, how it could help others. Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Is there any, any last sort of words of advice that you'd say to somebody who's, uh, you know, struggling to get focused or anything like that? Anything that you would do? Any tips? Um, well, I would say <laughs> just, just be happy now. You know, you don't have to be dependent on um, an outcome or anything like that. For me, I know this is not any really trading related, but um, for me, I used to always think when I reach this goal, I'll be happy. Or when I reach this, I'll be happy. And um, 
you know, when I actually just thought to myself, you know, I'm so lucky and, and just started to really practice gratitude and be grateful for what I have now, it just became about enjoying the process. I know I'm going to get there, you know, and I'm just going to enjoy life and the process on my way there. You know, it's all just one massive climb. If you're constantly focused on where you're, where you're going to be, you miss the whole fun in the middle. So, you know, if you're struggling, um, if, you're, if you're just thinking about starting all these different kind of things, just realize that, you know, you can enjoy the whole process now, embrace the losses, embrace the challenges, because, you know, that's where the growth comes from. So that was a huge thing for me. And, and hopefully others can sort of take that and, and it'll benefit them. Love it. Love that answer. Embrace it. Guys and girls, embrace everything, embrace the journey. And you'll be in the same category of the people like Toby that have the mindset to break through, become consistent and actually sustain that longer term. So no, excited to see your growth, Toby. And again, thanks again. Absolute pleasure. Guys and girls, I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast and you've been enjoying, you know, hearing from people's journeys. Everybody's journey is different and you're going to take away little tips each and every weekend. We're going to be bringing in some new things soon as well. I'm going to be going into some more technical topics as well. So excited to bring you more podcasts. And again, leave a comment and let us know your thoughts. Have an incredible week, everyone. And again, thanks again, Toby. Have a great day, dude. Cheers. See you soon, mate.